This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. The concept of perspective is a funny thing. The ability to see the vision with perspective or from a vantage point that others may not necessarily see is a gift that has served many leaders well as they seek to lead their organization to a preferred future. Perspective often requires a great deal of faith to achieve something that others may think is impossible. Such was the perspective of the prophet Elisha in 2 Kings chapter 6. His faith allowed him to see what others couldn't, and on today's podcast, we'll consider what it might take for us to experience that in our own lives. Look with me, if you would please, at verses 15 through 17 of 2 Kings chapter 6 today. When the servant of the man of God got up early and went out, he discovered an army with horses and chariots surrounding the city. So he asked Elisha, Oh, my master, what are we to do? Elisha said, Don't be afraid, for those who are with us outnumber those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed, Lord, please open his eyes and let him see. So the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw that the mountain was covered with horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. The narrative of 2 Kings 6 underscores for us once again the ministry of the prophet Elisha. The life of these two prophets of God, first Elijah and then Elisha, are among the most harrowing storylines of the Old Testament, and the stories of 2 Kings 6 are no different. The chapter begins as the sons of the prophets, that's a school of disciples of Elijah and Elisha, request to build a bigger house with which to meet with the prophet and learn from him. On the banks of the Jordan, when the iron axe head flies into the water, the students are in great distress, for the axe was borrowed. Now, similar to Moses' healings of the water at Meribah with a stick, Elisha throws a stick in the water where the axe head was lost. And to their great surprise, the iron rises to the surface to be recovered. It's a great example reminding us that in the service of God, there's no such thing as a small miracle. God cares as much about the mundane things of our life as he does rerouting armies, a miracle we will see by the end of the chapter. But it shouldn't be lost on us that God cares as much about lost axes as he does mighty armies. Now, the second and third stories in this chapter appear to be related as they have a common theme and structure. Because when the king of Aram decides to attack Israel, Elisha's defense from their aggression is actually quite comical. Everywhere they secretly plan to attack, Israel seems to be ready and waiting for them, thanks to the prophecy of Elisha. This happens more than once or twice, apparently, until eventually Aram's king decides that he has a mole in his camp. The servants see what the king cannot see, and that is Elisha. They even begin to think Elisha can hear what is whispered in the king's bedroom, which is, of course, hyperbole, but effective nonetheless. This underscores the theme of perspective and vision seen in this passage. 
In the king's fury, he orders the armies to go apprehend the prophet, which in itself is comical, because if Elisha knew where the king was going to attack, it doesn't make sense to send an army to capture him, presuming he already knows about the scheme. Nonetheless, the armies arrive and surround the city of Dothan. This sends Elisha's servant into a frenzy. Presumably, this is a strong and mighty army, but Elisha sees what the servant can't. Consequently, Elisha operates from a place of settled confidence rather than fearful panic. Now, when the servant opines to the prophet regarding their situation, Elisha prays that the servant's eyes are opened. At this, the servant sees the armies of the Lord surrounding their dwelling. Now, this that must have been quite a sight to behold. Now, what was missing was not reinforcements here, but perspective. All that was necessary to achieve victory was already present. What was lacking in that moment was perspective. It was an understanding that for the army to capture the prophet of God, they'd have to go through the heavenly armies of the living God. To further reinforce this theme of the story, then the prophet prays that Aram's army would be struck with blindness. How ironic! Now the servant can see what he couldn't before, and the army can't see what they could before. Their bewilderment led them on a comical goose chase as the very man they were to capture led them by himself right into the capital city of Samaria. And then Elisha requests that their blindness be repealed. When God opened their eyes, there they stood staring at the end of the spear of the Israelite army. Rather than annihilating them on the spot, however, Elisha requests that the king of Israel instead give them a good meal and send them home with what all that had transpired that day seared into their conscience. It's all rather ironic. When they left that day, they had intended to arrest one prophet. But when they returned, they had been schooled in the power of that one prophet's God. An indelible impression that, at least for a time, assuaged their thirst for aggression. Now, as we apply this incredible story, we should consider the theme here of perspective and vision and blindness. The servant was blind to the heavenly host, and then the enemy was blind to the prophet. It's a powerful reminder of the concept of living by faith and not by sight. I'm reminded of the line in the song Surrounded that says, It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. I wonder how many times we thought for sure that we've been surrounded by the enemy's attack. And what is needed in that moment is the perspective of faith. Walking by sight will get you blinded walking into captivity, much like these Arameans. And what's needed in that moment is to live by faith, trusting God's promises. This is where we find the confidence to live as God would have us live. There are times where we see where what we see is indeed the problem in our lives. Because if all we see is all there is, then we're in deep trouble. But rarely do we stop and find the perspective to live by faith amid perilous circumstances. Now, one commentator has arranged this narrative in a concentric structure that outlines for us the importance of Elisha's prayer. The diagram can be viewed in the PDF of today's transcript linked to today's episode on readyourbible.info. But if this is indeed what the author had in mind, then the point of this passage is extremely clear. The shift in perspective clearly came through the prayer of Elisha. 
It was Elisha's prayer in this story that opened the eyes of the servant. It was Elisha's prayer in this story that closed the eyes of the Aramean army. This means for us the shift in perspective that unlocks our faith to truly see the power of God on our behalf often lies in our willingness and our devotion in prayer. When we find ourselves in difficult situations like Elisha's, what's our first response? Is it to throw our hands up in despair like the servant? Or is it to humbly pray and ask for God to intervene on our behalf? It could be that like Elisha, God had already intervened, and it was only a matter of the servant recognizing that intervention. What if the shift in our lives and the confidence to live by faith in our lives is unlocked by a faithful and humble prayer life? So the next time you find yourself surrounded, push out the noise of worry and cry out to God to reinforce your faith and to intervene on your behalf. The perspective shift in doing this could mean the difference between unsubstantiated worry and undeniable peace. Now, Jesus, as we come to you today, when we feel surrounded by the enemy in our own lives, give us the presence of mind to call on you in prayer. May we have the courage to walk by faith as Elisha did, and may you turn enemies aside by your great power as we surrender our lives to you, the one who constantly surrounds us. In your name, amen. Thanks for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Join us again tomorrow as together we help you learn to read your Bible.